You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Sydney Gore, a New York City-based writer, editor, and journalist with her work featured in the New York Times, Vogue, W Magazine, plus many other publications. She currently works as a senior digital design editor at Architectural Digest. Sydney grew up in Southern New Jersey, where her childhood hobbies included reading, writing, dancing, and playing tennis. Plus, she had quite the collection of American Girl dolls, as well as the AG mini rooms, which she recently wrote extensively about for Architectural Digest. We are so excited to connect with her on all things American Girl. Sydney, welcome to AGW. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, and I can't wait to discuss all things American Girl. Uh, it is our honor, Sydney. We recently interacted with you via our Instagram page, but we have just become huge fans of your work, and I think we definitely want to dive into some of the American Girl-related pieces that you've written, but this is truly a treat and a dream to have you. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Like I said, I've, I've waited my whole life for this moment. And I truly <laughs> have been like waiting years to be able to find any excuse to talk about American Girl in the written form, of course. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of funny that it, it all happened like with working at Architectural Digest, which has absolutely nothing to do with dolls. But I've been able to like find a way to tie all these pieces of the AG universe into design. And if that's not the adult dream, then what is? (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Seriously, being able to like blend all worlds together, it's incredible. And I feel like AG gives us all so much to like really dissect. Mm -hmm. Like every element was just so thoughtful and had so much meaning behind it. Right. That, you know, I'm sure there are countless people who have done like their theses on American Girl. Like mm-hmm. there's so much to pull apart. So it's really great to connect with you today, Sydney, and dive in a bit deeper with American Girl and your experience with it, especially after your story on the mini rooms. You've Thank given you. us my pride so much and joy. <laughs> it felt like honestly like a college dissertation. I was like, this is going to be like my magnum opus. Like this is the piece I've been wanting to tell forever. And it's funny because it actually, it came up when I was interviewing for my job at AD. My boss, Amy Astley, who's an icon in her own right, like truly so incredible, like founded Teen Vogue, like such a boss. One of the questions that she asked me when I was interviewing for the job was like, have you always been interested in design? Like, where do you think that kind of stemmed from? Like, was it more recent? Is this something that was always there? And it wasn't that moment that I realized that it all goes back to the AG mini rooms. Um, And I was like, wow, I actually used to spend like, so much of my time as a child, like, rearranging these rooms, and just like, really going crazy, like, switching the walls and the wallpapers. And like, specifically the apartment, I realized that the way that I decorate my apartment now, like, very much mirrors like a lot of that furniture and like the chrome and just all these details that at the time like I didn't know it was you know like Bauhaus or just these very specific references I just thought it looked cool and now as an adult it's like that's what I'm doing and it's just like really crazy how that happens. It all comes back to the mini rooms. I feel like personally I connect the most with the loft apartment mini Mm -hmm. room and I believe that in a way that made me I'm not gonna say it like inspired me to move to New York City mm-hmm. but I will say that like it informed a opinion or perspective that I had on what city living was like or like right. single girl apartment living was mm-hmm. like and it made it seem so glamorous I will say that like obviously a lot of things can play into that but the way that the mini room was designed specifically I think to like be a reference for New York like Mm -hmm. had such an impact. 
I completely agree. Like I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey outside of Philadelphia, um, but close enough to New York where, you know, I would come to visit, I'd, you know, go to Broadway shows and eventually like would go to the American Girl store. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know, something about that room. It just made it seem like such a chic place. And I always kind of thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, like one day, like I could live in a place like this, you know, and I sort of envisioned like that kind of an apartment, not really knowing how much any of that costs, of course. <laughs> um, but I just also think that what's crazy too, is just like all of the detail that went into the minis and like every single mm-hmm. little product, like they had a cover for like all the little books that were in there. There was like a cat and a little hamster that you could have like the food they had, you know, like little popcorn bowls and like pizzas. And it, it was just like, I've never really seen anything like that. Obviously Barbie was around and all these other toys that I'm sure we all played with, but I just think the craftsmanship is really like unparalleled. Definitely. And we spoke about this prior to recording, but it was really so interesting to explore the mini rooms for an episode last year, which we also recently re-released a few weeks ago. So check it out. Um, But Laura actually introduced me to the mini rooms. I phased out of AG long before they were in the catalog. So I really didn't have any knowledge of them until recently. But going through each room was so much fun. I was so impressed with the level of detail. And it's also just interesting to think about that these rooms focused in on individual creativity versus the character play that you mainly experience with AG and their dolls. Like it taps into a different way to be creative and imaginative and I think allows girls who might not be interested in their dolls that much anymore to still play and connect in this imaginative space. Like at a certain point, we just stop playing as we enter into adulthood. And this really squeezed out a little bit more of that joy. But yeah, I love from your story that you were able to connect with someone on the product design team at American Girl. (laughs) It was so hard. It was the biggest challenge to find someone that like A, actually like was there when it happened and B, yeah, like remembered what it was. And she was even like, you know, I wasn't you know, leading the team on that. But she was like, I was there. It was like early into her, um, I think like American girl career. Wow. Talk about a loyal employee. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. The longevity there. But it was really interesting to hear that the AG minis stemmed from the book, Tiny Treasures, which Mm -hmm. is a classic craft (laughs) book from the nineties for those who are not familiar where, they taught you how to like make little miniature objects out of everyday items like buttons or bottle caps Mm -hmm. or my favorite was the cake made out of sponges yes um (laughs) all of those books were such classics nobody talks about them um I actually ordered the book because I couldn't find it at my parents house and I was like I need it for research but it didn't come in time for the story but I have so many of the other ones like you know like care and keeping a view and I think there's one called like money makers and those are actually in my apartment like in a in a nice little stack but uh yeah the books are also a big part of it I'm going to throw something out there totally wild, and I would love to hear what the both of you think, but I am just sitting here listening to all of us talk about the mini rooms and like how they made us feel, even like Lindsay, you as an adult getting you know indoctrinated into the mini room <laughs> world. And I feel like there is something intrinsically feminist about the mini rooms mm-hmm. because, and hear me out, like they are dollhouse adjacent. Mm-hmm. But there's something like specifically very like conventional about dollhouses where like you typically have like a very like suburban setup with Mm -hmm. maybe like a mom and dad and like a baby Mm -hmm. or like a kid. And these were truly like the girls are going to girl in these rooms and Mm -hmm. they are simply for the vibes and not for like serving a a purpose like they're not like mm-hmm. utilitarian in like the household they're just like fun exactly like it's really just all about you which I mm-hmm. loved like it has nothing to do with a doll a doll could not fit right. into these rooms I tried it many times <laughs> in the early stages and it did not work so I was like okay I'm just you know purely doing this based on the decor but um yeah I love that it was just really a tool for self-expression 
I'm an only child. And so with regards to my bedroom, I actually did not have a lot of say in terms of the actual like interiors and the decor. My mom had like a very specific vision and I'm not dragging her by any means by saying this, but like she wanted it to look a certain way and she was not letting me make like any modifications. And so (laughs) this really just became (laughs) my outlet for being like, okay, like if I could do anything, what would I do? Like, how would I have the walls? Like, what would I put up on them? Like what color would I, you know, like make my sheets? Um, So yeah, having this very cheetah forward loft apartment. I think I was influenced by the cheetah girls at the time. You know, that was just what I was into. And like my god sister had the one room that was like orange. And I think it was called like, it was like a groovy sort of like 70s inspired Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. room. And like she had that one. And like, that was like very like on brand for her at the time. And so it was just fun to see like the different rooms that like different girls that you knew would have that sort of like represented like who they were. Right. I love that these rooms allowed girls to develop their sense of design through play. And Sydney, I think it's really impactful that you were able to connect in this way with your mini rooms and have that sense of design authority. Like even if you weren't able to decorate your own bedroom, these mini rooms were an outlet to help define what decor elements you were drawn to, especially at an early age. And I think a lot about having a dollhouse and what a valid hobby that is even in adulthood. And I love that in your story on the mini rooms, you interviewed Kimberly Gordon, the fashion designer and founder of Selkie on her dollhouse adventures through her Instagram account. Is it tiny pink problems? Is that what I think that is? Let me double check here. Yeah. Tiny pink problems, which is like extremely feminist and crazy, but in a good way. Totally. Her work on that dollhouse is amazing and truly an inspiration. Like I live in Brooklyn and unfortunately it's not in the four story brownstone of my dreams yet. Um, But I have spent countless hours on Zillow looking at houses and how I would decorate them. Like nothing makes me happier than seeing a floor plan of a home and figuring out where I would place the furniture, how I would decorate it. But I think having a dollhouse would really take this to the next level. It's really interesting. I mean, just the whole kind of like phenomenon around miniatures. And I think there's like a very specific word for miniature artists. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like say the wrong thing, but it exists and I'm sure they will gladly uh, chime in online. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just like a whole world. And even just with doing this piece, like there was so much that I couldn't include just because of like word count purposes and being like, okay, people probably don't want to hear me like go on and on like talking about the whole like landscape of miniatures but like you know these are things that could be a whole book um yeah. if someone really wanted to take the time which you know maybe someday I will but yeah I just it's such a rabbit hole right and I think what's interesting too is that like as you were saying like the attention to detail was so impeccable I don't want to like hate on Barbie by any means right now mm-hmm. but like when you think of like her accessories it was like a plastic, like usually like one color item, whatever that object was, it was like the bare minimum Mm -hmm. to knowing that that object was what it was supposed to be. But even like the smallest of things throughout all of like American girls endeavors, like looking at like the tabletop uh, dishware and Mm -hmm. birthday settings or Samantha's little paint set, like everything was so highly detailed and like functional for like a doll Mm -hmm. it really just brought you into that world and like the minis seemed they were following in that vibe too it's yeah it's really incredible yeah I mean these should really be in a museum um (laughs) I think it's it's a shame but you can buy them if you if you didn't have the chance to have one you can buy them on eBay there are people that will sell them like with the full complete (laughs) like sets for the rooms um I had the diner, uh, the purple bedroom, the loft, and then like there's a a patio. Oh yeah. Kind of patio. Um, and I have that as well. Um, still all intact. (laughs) Did the lights still work on them? I haven't plugged it in. I like can't find (laughs) the plug right now, but I want to believe that they still work. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that is so amazing that you still have all of them. I mean, the urge to just dive right back in is is strong for sure. <laughs> Always, because every time I look at them, I'm like, oh, this is like crooked or like, ah, oh, this looks dusty. But then I'm like, I can't find this one piece. Like I, I think my cats um, hid some of the things. So I, it's, you know, going to be a whole great search. But um, I have also like a drawer there was like this drawer that you could put underneath them to like put all of the little, you know, like accessories. Um, so yeah, I have to also dig through there and see, <laughs> see what's been collecting dust basically. <laughs> uh, well, we've kind of alluded to a few little insights as to how you were as a child, Sydney, but we always like to ask our guests so we can mm -hmm. kind of get the vibe of what they were like. What were you like growing up? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I was an only child, so had a lot of solo time. Hence, I think my mom very early on, like getting me into the AG universe. Um, I really enjoyed, you know, like reading and writing. Um, for a long time, I thought that I would be one of those like writer illustrators, like um, the author of like Eloise and like Madeline or something. Yeah. Um, that didn't quite pan out fully, but again, it's never too late, maybe. <laughs> And yeah, and I just always did a bunch of activities like dance, like ballet and tap. I was playing sports, um, just a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, the dolls were were always in the mix. Um, I can't remember exactly what age that I got my first bitty baby, but I had two of them. So I had like two of, I guess, with the complexions, they were supposed to be like black babies, but they were like two different skin tones. So I had those. And I think I probably just pretended they were like my little siblings or something since I was alone oh. <laughs> um, and then graduated uh, to the dolls. And my first one was Addie from there. I, I can't quite remember the order, but I want to say like I either got like Samantha or Felicity, but I had both of them. And then Kirsten, Molly, Kit, Kaya, Girl of the Year, Lindsay, Marisol at some point uh I had one of those dolls that you could customize that was supposed to look like you and you know didn't quite hit the mark but we tried <laughs> and then I think my last ones were like Nellie and um whatever Felicity's friend was mm, like Elizabeth Elizabeth yeah yeah wow I think that's that my is... full lineup oh yeah. and then now I have Claudie I was gifted Claudie, so she's in yeah. the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the collection. Do you remember like asking for dolls specifically, like in any oh, yeah. particular order? It was always like, like every Christmas, like, you know, a new name would be on the list. And so <laughs> I kind of, yeah, it was like one by one, either my grandparents would gift me a doll or my parents maybe for like a birthday. And then I remember I must have been about like maybe 10 or 11 when I went to the American Girl store in Chicago because one of my best friends at the time had moved there. So that was like the big thing that we got to go do. And we went to the store there and did the whole lunch and everything. And I just have this very vivid memory of like the little sandwiches coming out because they had like a special like, you know, like a tea sandwich for like each doll. And, and yeah, and so, but Kirsten's was like, egg salad and I knew from the jump I was like I don't think I'm gonna like this but you know I was kind of a people pleaser at the time so I was like okay I'll eat them all and I just remember <laughs> taking a bite and I was like this is disgusting like I I need to spit this out but I couldn't because you had you know like like the nice napkins so like a napkin that you'd have to put back on the table mm. um and I just like I really wanted to I was like I do not feel well and my mom was just like you need to eat it all I was just like looking at her like please don't make me eat this oh, no. um and I mean I got it down there but it, it was it was a struggle um and really after that I was just like yeah I really do not fuck with Kirsten like I'm just she's just not not for me like her whole vibe this food um her story I honestly just found boring um, but yeah, I will never forget that sandwich ever. And I've never wow. had an egg sandwich since like, it's not for me. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have to know their audience is like, I mean, what child wants to eat an egg sandwich in the 20, you know, in the 2000s, let alone the 2020s. Um, I hope they took that off the menu. I don't know if other people gave feedback and I wasn't offered the opportunity at the time, but that would be my feedback to them. Like, please don't serve the children. egg. Oh my God. I would love to see what the menu was like the themed Mm -hmm. menu from like that time period, because now like the, the items at the American Girl Cafe are like more general. It's not in theme. Yeah, it's probably no. like stuff you could get at like Applebee's. Yeah, Literally, it's, a lot it's of, like chicken tenders. They probably realize <laughs> like that's what the kids want. They don't want these <laughs> like themed um, tea sandwiches. And that also just strikes up a memory, not from the store, but because I was an only child, I would spend a lot of time with my mom and she always used to, we would do like tea time in my room and specifically with like Felicity. So like I would dress Felicity up in one of the fancier gowns. Like I want to say this one blue gown. And so she'd be like set up at her little table, like with like the bun cake and everything, <laughs> like the tea. And then we would have Cute. our setup, like real adult sized things. And so that was something that my mom and I always did when I was young. So I, you know, Felicity, she's my girl. That's Ugh, adorable. Obsessed with that. Were you also acquiring a lot of outfits for the dolls or was it more so? Oh yeah. Outfits, furniture. Like, again, I wish that we could be in my childhood home right now because the tour (laughs) I would give you would be insane. There's basically like a whole closet dedicated to all of my dolls and their accessories. So it's like the canopy beds, like the dressers and all of the dolls are like sleeping in their respective beds or like the sled the holiday carriage and we bring out the holiday carriage like for christmas time um as a part of like my mom's little like holiday decor setup oh um, i love which that it's always nice to like see the dolls in action in their winter clothes oh, <laughs> oh my god that is so fun did you ever like mix and match any of these dolls in different outfits or with different furniture yeah so I was very strict in terms of like keeping their wardrobes to themselves. Like I never mixed their wardrobes, but I would put them in the modern looks and I would mix and Mm. match those. But I was always like, you know, these are Felicity's clothes. Like these are Addie's clothes. Like, I don't know, maybe again, it could be just like me being an only child, like having my own stuff. But I felt very much like this belongs to them. And like, for whatever reason, did it that way. That's Um, an interesting take on it. (laughs) And then I had um, these plastic bins. And I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day, they used to have like all of these stickers that were like the silhouettes of the dolls faces. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had all the drawers organized for each girl. So it'd be like, this is like Molly's stuff. This is like Kirsten's things. And like, I would put all of their things in the drawers to keep myself organized and also their things and all of their belongings. That is so organized. That is like an adult level of organization because you essentially were like labeling with like right. the like I actual said, I had stickers. a lot of time. I had a lot of time <laughs> to myself. And I feel like my mom was just like, yeah, like this will keep her out of trouble. I was just minding my own business. I didn't even need anyone to play with me. Like I was, I was chill. I was fine by myself. Um, <laughs> but all of my friends obviously wanted to come over and play with the girls. And then also my mom had gotten, um, do you remember how they would do like the, the screenplays? Yes. So she had those and she would make us perform them sometimes like for Girl Scouts and stuff. And I'm so glad there's no video footage of, but like, yeah, I had like a life-size like Addie dress and like some of like the real clothes and stuff. Wow. The acts. Wild oh my stuff. god she's really the person you should interview like not me because <laughs> um, she probably remembers everything like so vividly but uh yeah I really did everything oh yeah. my gosh I mean we love a mom's perspective we interviewed our moms and oh they my gosh. had a lot of tea to spill on American Girl from a mom's perspective <laughs> oh yeah I mean they should be a club like I'm sure that they would have so much in common <laughs> right <laughs> I love how moms also got into American Girl, which we've heard from so many of our guests about this, but it's such a great way to connect with a parent or older relatives, especially as the premise of the historic AG collection is looking at past generations. 
it's really sweet that it provided that kind of an opportunity like for mothers and daughters and also like at the end of the day it was educational like I think that's kind of what really sets American Girl apart from a lot of other toy brands um, and distributors like you were actually learning like yes the stories Mm -hmm. weren't like based on a real person but like the historical events that actually did take place and knowing that they you know had these really robust like very credited researchers and just like teams that they were dedicating to making sure that the stories were like authentic and like true to the times I know my mom took me I don't really remember it because I was super young but I believe we went to a signing for the author who wrote Addie and I actually saw her when I went to Britt Bennett signing for the Claudie doll. And that was just really surreal. And I was like, yeah, you were like so young when you went there. It's almost wow. like, you know, 20 years later. And yeah, it's just so crazy. It's like they got like real established authors, you know, to do that. Right. It wasn't just like some random person on the streets or like, yeah, like someone that you found on Twitter. Like these are real established writers. Right. Definitely. Were you reading the books of all of the dolls that you had I read the books but Mm -hmm. I honestly really do not recollect a lot of things um except like I remember there was something about like well Addie's book is so traumatic but Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of things in her series but um the one that stands out is always when she had to like eat those worms Um, right I was like honestly ugh, so gross I literally brought that up on a a past episode as like a scene from a book that I will like never forget right because it was traumatic it was so traumatic I just was at a used bookstore and found her meet Addie book um Mm. for sale so I bought it and I'm gonna reread it but yeah that was one of the things that like stuck in my mind whereas like you know from the other ones like I remember like a few things here and there but I think you know just reading them when we're so young I feel like there's almost like a worthy cause of going back and revisiting them to see like if there's a different takeaway the second time totally around. and like a bunch of my friends are starting to have kids now and so I'm just very excited for the ones that have daughters to be able to like take them to the American Girl store and like you know usher them in um but yeah I'm kind of like I think I need to brush up so I remember <laughs> what's going on um and or if they have questions I can explain certain things Mm -hmm. Um, but I also remember thinking too, that like Samantha really just had it good, even though it's like, oh yeah, like really sad that she's an orphan and all, but like she, she was looking like she had a great life. So it's taking a lot of notes (laughs) from her and petty fours. Like I never forget her whole birthday setup was just like so iconic. Um, and that's what I wanted. And I finally got that this year, but <laughs> I had like petty- a petty four birthday cake. It was like insane. Oh my god. The petty fours really like stood out to me too. Like mm-hmm. growing up, I just thought they were like so fancy and yeah, that, like, like so luxurious. Right? I've never seen anything like it. Seriously. And like they're pretty uncommon. Like you don't mm-hmm. see yeah. them often. Right. I think that's why, like, as a kid, like they stand out to you so much. Like, because mm-hmm. where would you ever have those otherwise? Right. Right. It's so glamorous. It's it's what in your mind, like, if you think of a decadent dessert, I think of a petty form. <laughs> Same. It's just like it's just enough. It's like it's not a whole cake. It's just a little bite, but like that's right. all you need. And wow, <laughs> you know, it blew me away. Um. Yeah, now I'm obsessed with petty fours as an adult and uh, always trying to find a way to to have them be a part of the spread. (laughs) I love that. Do you get it from like a bakery or? So um, the person who did my cake was this really incredible artist. Um, Her Instagram account is cakes for sport, like the number four. Um, And her name is Allie. And yeah, I was just kind of like, here's the vision these are the colors I want. She had me pick the flavors, but I was like, I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but it was essentially like all these petty fours stacked to like make a cake. And then mm. when I served it, it's like each person oh got God. like an individual petty four. And again, it was like just enough. Like you didn't need more than that because it's very sweet, but it was so good. I'll send you guys a photo. Oh my God. We should post it in the our Instagram post for this episode. It's yeah. so cool. The whole vibe of like the birthday aesthetic here is really 
awesome with like the flowers Thank and like the you. macaroons. I'm obsessed. I did it at um, Salter House in Brooklyn, which is oh my God. one of my favorite stores. Oh my Obsessed. God, that looks incredible. All credit to Allie. She oh is God. just like insanely talented. Um, If you ever wow. need someone to do a cool cake, like call her. This is just making me realize that I'm like not dreaming big enough when it comes to my birthday cakes. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the cake now. Seriously. Everything else is like whatever, but I, I didn't even know originally what I was going to do. I kind of had this idea of wanting to do some sort of like adult tea party, but I really was just like, I need to have this petty for cake vision come to life. So I had the cake secured before anything else. <laughs> and then it was like the cake, party. Pretty much. It was like cake, <laughs> dress, and then it was like everything else. And it came together beautifully. Oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> there are ways that we can all be bringing our American girl selves into our current adult lives for Absolutely. sure. Right? At some point, I want to have like, an ag themed birthday but everyone would be tasked with like kind of coming up with your own character as a doll it's like who are you Ooh. you know like what's your time period what's the outfit you know like coming up with this whole kind of like doll persona love um, that yeah but i get into really heated discussions about like the rankings of the dolls and whenever i see those kind of <laughs> making rounds and like different posts i'm just like this is all wrong um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually oh brings up an interesting point because obviously like Lindsay and I are in this like community where like we are engaging with people like on our Instagram about mm -hmm. American Girl have you found like out in life or as a result of any of your articles that you've had people reach out to you and like want to have some discourse on American <laughs> Girl or say like oh my god you like unlocked a memory for me yeah absolutely I mean Number one, I love the American Girl meme accounts. Like all of mm -hmm. the girls running them are truly like iconic in their own right. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I've become friendly with some of them and we'll DM them. And yeah, I've used them as sources <laughs> for various <laughs> articles. And they're always like, this is crazy. And I'm like, I know, but it's so exciting. <laughs> um, and making them real authorities in, in the yeah. space. Um, so that's been really cool. And then, yeah, like I still have some friends that I grew up with who were also into the dolls. So every now and then we'll kind of like talk about some memory that comes up. But yeah, with doing the articles, of course, like random people have either commented on like my IG posts about them or like will DM me or tweet at me and be like, oh my God, like especially the AG minis when so many people were like right. memory unlocked, like I completely forgot about this, like thought it was a fever dream. So that one really got the people talking which was so exciting to see. But yeah, it's just been funny with the whole like American girl, like renaissance that I feel has been happening over the past year. And so when I was starting to see other people doing articles, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm missing out on the moment. And I had been pitching like AG stories for a while, but like outlets were just not, they weren't seeing the vision, you know, they right. just, they just didn't get it. Finally, I really feel like after that one New York Times story with like Harry Hill came out mm -hmm. when they were like, oh, you know, everyone's hanging out at the AG cafe. Like that's when people were finally like, oh, okay. And being more receptive to it. But I was like, right. I could have had, you know, like five stories out already if you had just. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Do you have any other stories or inspiration ideas in the works for any other topics you want to cover? Yeah, I mean, right now, I'm kind of just honestly trying to like, get my hands on catalog scans and just really going into the weeds to, you know, figure out what hasn't already been touched on um, and what resonates with me. Like care and keeping a view is such a big thing for me as it was for many women growing up during the time that we did. And uh, I, again, I'm like kicking myself for not remembering that this was like the 25th anniversary or whatever. So that yeah. was a big one that I wanted to do mm -hmm. that I'm like, ugh, sadly, Elle did pretty much like <laughs> what I, how I would have wanted to cover it minus like having the writer speak in her own words, which I think is probably the most important. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've been talking with some friends that also were very deeply impacted by American Girl. Um, and so, you know, who knows, there could be a book at some point, 
Um, but I, I really do just think that there's something to be said for women that grew up with American Girl and mm-hmm. how, you know, again, it influenced them or affected sort of like the directions that they went, especially for their careers and just see yeah, like the impact that it had on them as girls and, and as adults. There's like a lot to be unpacked. So true. I often chat with Lindsay and like sometimes with our guests about what it would be like to get, you know, a group of like-minded girls together in person Mm -hmm. and do some kind of like meetup or even like event where we are obviously like, you know, maybe doing a fun activity, but taking those opportunities to like engage with each other on the importance of American Girl in our lives, because, you know, it really is not a niche thing. It's very much like a Mm -hmm. pop culture phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that people are finally like giving it its flowers for that. Because to me, it's like, you know, up there with Barbie for Mm -hmm. being significant in terms of like Mm -hmm. an iconic toy. Right. Yeah, definitely. And what you were saying, Sydney, with the New York Times article coming out, that was 2021. Like that was almost like three years ago at this point. And I feel like the moment has endured. It wasn't just like a trend piece. Like Mm-hmm. American Girl is like still, I think, has relevance like from that moment onwards. Mm-hmm. I think people are like really leaning into the nostalgia and especially mm-hmm. as they're having kids themselves. Yeah. I mean, it was just so wholesome, you know, like mm-hmm. when I whenever I think about it, I just always smile and I'm like, I'm really glad that I got to have that be a part of like my young life. Um, yeah. And then once I was done with it, I'm like, it all went downhill from there. But you know, it was different. <laughs> like life was life was different without yeah. American Girl. How old were you when you phased out of American Girl? Um, Let's see. So like I said, I think the last doll that I got was Marisol. So whatever year was that like 2007 or something? Whenever she came out, that was like my last doll. Yeah. And then yeah, I had the AG minis and I kind of like held on to that for as long as I could. Um, but again, it was more of like a private thing once it was like, it's not cool to be playing with dolls. <laughs> so it was just in my room hidden. And yeah, I really feel like in middle school, I wasn't, you know, rolling with the girls anymore, but they still, you know, had their rightful place like in my room um, and I had my playroom in the basement. And yeah, now I just kind of wait for the day when my little cousins or like my friend's kids are are ready to be exposed. And I'm just like, I will take them to the store. <laughs> like, this is so fun. But I will say going to the, the Claudie book signing, it was really interesting because I feel like there were just as many people our age as there were like little girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought that it was really, really special. Like some of the girls that were there, there was one girl who had an Addie doll and she like custom made her outfit, um, which I thought was really interesting. But yeah, it was like grown women were like coming with their dolls to get this book signed. And, you know, Britt Bennett, again, is a really incredible writer so you know she already has like her normal fans but then to have that crossover and knowing that she also was a really big fan of American Girl and it was a part of her childhood like to be able to have that full circle moment I was like that is so incredible like that would honestly be a dream of mine to be able to either like have some hand in you know, a doll and coming up with like the narrative or, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think back to the American Girl magazines and the catalogs and I, you know, I work for a magazine now, but like if, again, if American Girl had a job for me, like I'm ready, I was ready (laughs) yesterday, like I will gladly come over there. (laughs) Um, But I also heard rumors that there might be an American Girl movie in the works and I'm very much like, give me a spot in that writer's room, like I was born for this. So I hope <laughs> we all get the call. Oh <laughs> my God. Imagine. I know. Just let us know. Like, I would love to just even be like tagged into like their marketing strategy. Right. I'm like, it. I will right? gladly just be a source. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. I'll rejoin central casting to become an extra for it. <laughs> what a dream. That would um, be so cool. Did you get into the movies that they had with like, Shailene Woodley. And I know about Annabelle them, Breslin. but I didn't watch them. I feel like that's where, like, again, I was like very like aged out. 
Yeah. Um, mm. But I do know of, uh, I know of them. I've seen clips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've gone back and watched them fairly recently and we, we've been mm. doing like some rewatches of them for the podcast and have one coming up, nice. but they kind of hold up. Like they're pretty fun to watch and they have a lot of really good like they have a good cast. Like a lot of, a lot of right. famous people came out to be in them. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. The adults like Felicity, we have Marsha Gay Harden. For Molly, we had Molly Ringwald. For Kit, we mm. had Stanley Tucci. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Like, like every every part of this whole operation, like no right. mistakes no mistakes Seriously. exactly <laughs> like the the original creator pleasant roland like again like such an icon like she really created an empire have either of you ever been to the town aurora no it's funny you say this sydney i'm literally gonna be like an hour away this weekend i have a you wedding to the go Finger lakes i'm you like you should go please stop by have it's you been? Kind of, I went um two years ago. I was able to go because they were opening um a spa. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the American girl founder Pleasant Roland basically kind of like runs this town. Um, she, you know, went to college at whatever university is over there and has kind of like taken it upon herself to preserve a lot of the buildings around there, like on the campus and the town. Um, helping to create you know these like businesses that you know essentially like keep it going Um, but it's really crazy like when I was walking around like doing the tour and you're walking in all of like the houses and the buildings and like it felt like American Girl for adults like I was having like just really weird like deja vu but I was like I just like I felt it like I felt the energy and I was like this is crazy like (laughs) these people don't understand what I'm going through but like this is like some sort of weird simulation um but like her power you know her power seriously like first of all Lindsay you have to go there if you can second of all pleasant is like the one takeaway that I think I've had that I wasn't expecting out of like revisiting American Girl is what an enigma Pleasant Roland is mm-hmm. because she like is so involved with many things, but she's also so like behind the scenes. Right. Um, right. And with regard to American Girl, she doesn't speak on it or give any like interviews about it. Mm-hmm. She's not involved in any way shape or form anymore and it's it's almost like she's like just takes on these like hugely successful projects and then just like moves on completely exactly she just like fades into the background like that homer simpson (laughs) where he's like going in the bushes like that's her after she's like made her mark exactly Um, honestly even even in your article on the mini rooms hearing from the person on the product design team saying that Pleasant was fond of the project with the mini rooms. It was something to grasp onto that was, you know, you just don't really get that much from Pleasant. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you both have seen a lot of like the various articles about her and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just different, different theories and whatnot. But I'm like, at the end of the day, she was a girl boss. um, Truly. And I mean, no one was doing it like her. It's so, so true. And I think that it's so fitting that the behind the scenes story of this brand is like a story about like a a woman girl bossing her way into (laughs) like the most successful toy, like indie toy brand. I know. I hope there's like a pleasant cameo in the AG movie. I like honestly willing to do that. I would love if, like, in addition to the American Girl movie, they just made a movie about, like, the founding of American Girl. Right. I would, yeah, I would actually love to watch that. Seriously. We have so many, like, founder movies that are so, like, male-centric. It's It's like, give us pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) And it would be something cheesy, like, like, just pleasanter. I don't know. Some, some quirky (laughs) little title. No, um, I mean, the fact that her name is Pleasant is just iconic in its own right. Obsessed. Oh, my God. Okay. Who do we think would play Pleasant in <laughs> oh my gosh. Pleasant Roland story? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, immediately I think of Meryl. 
Me too. <laughs> I was either thinking like Meryl or someone like Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Oh, yes. That is such a good suggestion. Yeah. It needs to happen, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, please. We're putting it out into the universe. Make the pleasant movie. <laughs> please. Okay. This was like one of the most like this was practically like a brainstorming session. <laughs> we gave them a free idea. <laughs> and so now they have to put us in the writer's room. <laughs> I know. I don't even need credit. I just need to be on the writing roster. I just need <laughs> I just need to be in the room when yeah. decisions are made. They don't even have to ask my opinion. I just need to be able to say that I was there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But you really should go to Aurora. It's such a beautiful village. And yeah, I think you'll have an amazing time. I love the Finger Lakes. Big fan. Yeah, I'll report back. Here's hoping. I'm also, there was this detour. one house that I don't know if you've read this article, but or maybe it was in one of the articles just like talking about her. But basically mm-hmm. she had there was this house that she wanted to buy to be like a tea room. And I guess this is the home that Samantha's house was based off of. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the idea was that it would be this like tea room for girls to come like an American girl tea room. And I guess like the town just like did not want to give it to her. Some some sort of a oh, crazy, no. like, you know, conflict. Um, so she never got the house. But again, what could have been? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, the traffic alone and like what that would bring to a community and like <laughs> right. I feel like whatever the town is, they probably just like got scared because they saw what happened to Aurora and how she just yeah. kind of, like took over. <laughs> but you know, like. I mean, maybe oh pleasant for mayor. Like, I don't know. I feel like she could right. do a lot of great things for New York City. I mean, certainly much better than Eric Adams. <laughs> so she would have my vote. <laughs> Absolutely. Same. I feel there's nothing she can't do, honestly. Yeah, maybe pleasant <laughs> is the answer. Maybe she would save us all. Honestly. Can you imagine her like running the White House? Can you imagine the decor? <laughs> She, she is somebody who I feel like everything you find out about them, like their background is surprising. Like, it's like how I feel when I found out that like Ina Garten used to work in like the White House, like, I don't know what if it was like nuclear policy or something before she was like on Food Network. Like, that's what I how I feel about Pleasant is that like, mm-hmm. she's secretly like, a like mathematician or something like that or like has like a like Rhodes scholarship for business or something that like she's just like out here like casually slaying but like we know her most for American Girl which is like still a slay but like it's just the one element of all the things she's done. The fact that she bought Mackenzie Childs was mind-blowing to me when I first found that out and then we also touched on this a few episodes back but she also donated an organ to the Madison Symphony Orchestra in Wisconsin. And this organ is like big news. Like it's believed to be the heaviest movable object in any theater in the world. So just yeah. pleasant, you know, <laughs> just pleasant things. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a ton of Mackenzie Child stuff in my apartment because my mom loves Mackenzie Child's. Um, so before we got to have this experience staying in Aurora, she would always go for the barn sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd always be like, mom, you're crazy. Like you can just buy it online. She'd be like, you don't understand. Um, but then I found out about like all of these collections of theirs from like the eighties and the nineties that are very different. Um, my mom is very like traditional, like loves just like the classic, like black and white check, but I'm more into like fun colors and whimsical things. Um, yeah. so anyway, all to say I've been collecting stuff on my own now, but it's very different than what she has. But when we went to Aurora, we obviously like stopped at the Mackenzie Child's like outlet and I have like their contacts now for PR too. So like everything has just really come <laughs> full circle in this bizarre way um, where again, it all goes back to AG. It's all <laughs> connecting to Pleasant somehow. Um, and well, no, I don't know. Wow. I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> the Pleasant connection. Oh my she god. She has her hand at everything, I guess. <laughs> also, now that I'm thinking about it, honestly, I think I want like Martha Stewart to play her. Ooh. Amazing. Like yeah. I can see that. Yes. I feel I feel a synergy there. I Another feel, girl boss. I feel that they must be connect like 
I would imagine that Pleasant has like interfaced with some famous people and like is connected with them. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the Kardashians are big uh, Mackenzie Childs fans, right. which is like really weird, but it, it aligns with Chris and her like 80s persona, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like Martha and Pleasant like may already be in touch even. <laughs> they probably hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Sydney, we could talk to you for hours. This I know. I was going to say the same. So like, I feel like this isn't enough time, but again, <laughs> really? like, has been a blast. So right? fun. Oh my goodness. Well, a question that we like to ask all of our guests here on AGW is what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? Oh, so loaded. I mean... It was everything. Like, I really honestly feel like I wouldn't have navigated my career in the way that I did, like, without American Girl. Um, And whether I was, like, aware of it or not, you know, in the moment now, looking back, I can kind of very clearly see just how these different little facets, like, contributed to just, like, who I am today, what I'm into, um, and really just like exploring my creativity. Like there were just so many different things from the books to the dolls to the mini rooms. And I'm just really, really grateful that, yeah, I got to really lean into play in that way. And the style, you know, the design, just being exposed to all these very different types of like visual art, super cool. Totally. It seems like AG really like lit the way and like ignited something inside of you that you carry with you today. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. Like it's kind of bizarre to think about something having that deep of an impact on you, you know? Um, yeah. And I really feel like I wouldn't have realized it without um, my current job and the work that I'm doing and just, yeah, being able to really see that kind of like come to fruition. Totally. I think so many of us are in that same period of reflection where we're realizing just how much of an impact this brand has had on us and continues to have Mm -hmm. to this day. Hopefully, like, there's so much that's changed about it, but, you know, hopefully for the next gen too, Mm -hmm. they're finding it impactful as well. Just even seeing how now they have like dolls that are, you know, like, based on the 90s. I'm like, that's too soon. That was like yesterday. (laughs) Um, But you know, I guess for the next gen, that does seem like forever ago. Or yeah, even having a doll from the 70s. I was like, what? Like, what are we talking about? But, (laughs) you know, they do what they need to do. Right. (laughs) I know. It's so surreal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just kind of like, if I ever have kids, like, what will the new dolls be? You know, like, how do they kind of keep it going and keep things fresh? Um, And again, that's another room I'd love to be in. I'm like, who, who's tasked with making these decisions? Right. I'm really excited for the 2010s Indie Sleaze doll that's going to come out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, the Tumblr doll. I want to see that, girl. (laughs) Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com we might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.